Christian wants to yell, I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. But don't you know that by being under grace, you've got a responsibility that will jeopardize what can happen to you. See, when you got the law, the law tells you your punishments. But when you're under grace, you got time to fix it. Yes, sir. But the punishment is coming. And many times, being the children of God sitting under grace, we don't understand that the law is still there. Yes, sir. 
But the difference is that the law has been fulfilled by Jesus. All right. Now watch where I'm going. Since Jesus fulfilled the law, what he did was raise the standards of the law. He took the law from the flesh to the spirit. Y'all walk with me. Don't you get lost. It is through grace that you now have a choice in life. Everything you do with God's word Due to grace, you can either do it or not do it. Yes, sir. But the difference is the law has punishment. Grace gives you time to redeem yourself. That's what Jesus did at the cross. So the Christian today, when they look at tithing, when they look at the law, the Christian today says, well, I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. Yes, but see, what you got to understand with grace is, grace presents to you the choice that you got to make. And here's where grace comes in. Grace is a gift from God so that you don't receive what you do. What you deserve. When you break the law, you should immediately get the consequences from the law. But when you under grace, God is giving you time to do what you need to do so that you don't receive what you deserve. The, the problem with the New Testament Christians is when you live under those statutes and precepts, you think it's okay not to do what God then said to do. Because you say I'm under grace, so I, I choose not to do what I need to do. But that's what the grace does is, it says where sin abound, grace superabounds. So what grace is saying, you should sin less and obey what God needs you to do instead of waiting for him to bring the consequences. But see, we like playing Russian roulette with God. Because we don't get immediate punishment. See, back in the Old Testament, when they messed up, God messed them up. And he didn't play. Sometimes, I wish I was back then. All I needed to see was two or three mess ups, and I would have been good. Because I would have said, Jesus, you ain't playing. But today, we got issues. And one of the issues that we got is our tithing issue. Because the common theme is if I'm not under the law and I'm under grace, then I got the right to do what I want to do. But the problem with your thinking is you got to understand that Jesus died on the cross and fulfilled every law that was in the Old Testament. But the thing he didn't do, there's a misconception. He didn't get rid of it. He raised the standards. 
When he said, thou shall not kill, he not only meant it literally, but he said, don't you even think about it. Because if you thought about it, you done sin. If it got in your heart, you done sin. If it's in your mind, you done sin. So what Jesus is saying, the law didn't go away, but the standard of the law has been risen. And many of us live under the precepts and thinking, well, I can do this stuff. I can cuss you out. I can tell you about yourself. I can do whatever I want to do because I'm under grace. But don't you know grace don't run out? No, y'all don't know that, do you? Watch the next casket that come through. Grace done ran out. See, you don't understand. If he ain't back, and if you go, it done ran out. Because God is saying, it's through my love that I want you to choose the right thing to do. Now, here's where the problem starts to sit. Do you love him enough to do what he done asked you to do? Or do you have a superficial love? That is a love that I love you in lip service, but I'm going to do what I want to do in true service. See, many of us yell, I love you, but do what we want to do. But if you really love him, you will obey him. Because what Jesus said is, if you love me, you will obey what I done said to But today, when it comes to living and money, we keep thinking that there's something wrong with the church. Matter of fact, I heard folks be running around saying, well, the church don't need no money. Well, there's a difference between God needing it and the church needs it. God don't need it, but his church needs it. God don't need it. But it's through God that he's willing to bless the church because the church is not that the church can't be blessed by God. It's that God then said to the church, do what I tell you to do and do what you do. I will bless you and you don't have to look at nobody else because I will take care of you. Now watch what I'm going to show you. If you want to learn how to get blessed, you do what God says. And by doing what God said, God is up here. Now you got a triangle. Here's me. Here's what God said. And here's God. Here's the problem. You do what God said. You look for man to bless you. But instead of looking for man, look up. distinguish the difference between feelings and spirit. Many people make decisions based on their feelings. But the problem is if you spirit led, uh -huh. it will cut through 
your feelings. Yes, sir. Oh, I got to go somewhere where y'all walk with me through this. Come on, I hear it all the time. Yes, sir. Pastor, I don't feel uh -huh. like this is what we should be doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I'm looking at him like, I bet you don't. Because yes, it's going to take something from you. Yes, sir. But if you spirit led, uh -huh. the spirit will transcend your feet. Yes, and you will do what is right by what God done said. Yes, That's why we have a hard time distinguishing our feelings versus what the spirit is saying. But yes, well, I got one great thing for you to understand. If your feelings causing you to go against scripture, then you know that's your feeling. Because if it's led by the spirit, the spirit is going to give you scripture. And the scriptures don't worry about your feelings. As grace says, you got two choices. You can trust your feelings or you can trust the spirit. Do it, right? 
And I don't like about a lot of y'all. You sit over here and you tell me all what God done said. And you tell me all what God done done. And you tell me all what God wants to do with you. But I look at you and I hear it every day, every month, and every year. And I look and say, when are you going to do what God done said to you? I keep hurting if you keep saying and you keep repeating and you get the same message somebody need to tell you you haven't done it yet because he done gave you all sufficiency and he done cheerfully gave it to you and all you got to do is cheerfully use it. And God is able to cast any check that he gives you to do what he needs you to do. See, when you live under the Spirit, you understand that I love you even though I don't feel like loving you. See, when you live under the Spirit, love takes on a new me. I can hate you right now. But deep down inside of me, something gonna make me still love you. My feelings wanna hate you, but my God want me to love you. Not to keep working on my feelings, but if I lack the spirit, love shall overcome.
these are the greatest commandments today. But most of us run to the old laws when they're convenient. But the higher law that Jesus keeps saying is, I have raised the standards of righteousness. I have raised the standards of love. I have laid every law that Moses had. I have gave it a new twist to it. And when we learn to live on the freedom of Christ, and the, that he says this, when you learn to live under the freedom of Christ, and this is what I was telling them at the prayer meeting, when you learn to live under the freedom of Christ. See, you need to hear this one more time. When you learn to live under the freedom of Christ, Christ says, take my yoke because it is light and it's not going to be a burden upon you. What makes it become a burden is when we try to put his yoke under our feelings and under the bondage and under the flesh. Jesus says, take my yoke and it's going to be so light that this will never bother you. You got everything you need. You're going to get rest. You're going to get peace. You're going to get joy. You're going to get happiness. You're going to get happiness. And the whole world is going to look at you. How in the world can you see Do what you do. And you're going to say, Jesus is in my life. And I got his yoke. To volunteer, you need to have something stronger in your natural self. You won't volunteer for nothing, but in your supernatural self, you will volunteer for everything. What's wrong with us is we keep looking at God. And because he ain't wiped us out, we keep doing what we want to do. But God says, I love you so much that I'm going to let you do what you do. But remember this. You better remember it and you better remember it what, with our essence in your heart. Where grace is, it's a choice. But a child that loves Jesus will obey them. Your children love you so much that no matter what you tell them, no matter how well, I would try. I would try. Your children, Lord help me. <laughs> Your children love you so much that if the trust is there, that they'll do anything you tell them to do, whether they feel like it or not. And the reason why they do it is because they trust you enough that you got their best interest at heart. And it may even hurt them 
to do what you have told them to do. But they're not basing it on their feelings. They're basing it on their love for their parents and they trust them. Jesus is saying the exact same thing. Can you trust me to do what I said I will do? That if you bring the tithe to the storehouse, that I will fill it and there will not be room enough in what you have. And when I get through, you will be called When we learn, most of us, and I have to admit I had to learn it. Somebody say, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Nah, y'all want to do this, but y'all want to hear. God ain't through with it yet. I'm learning. What am I learning? I'm learning how to be spirit led. I'm learning how to let God crucify me and rise up Him. I'm learning to be obedient to the Word of God. Not because it's the law, because it's the love. I'm learning how to live in the freedom of God. Not because I can do whatever I want to do. Because I have learned to live within the freedom he done gave me. And when I'm in his freedom, I'm free enough to do whatever I need to do. And nothing in this world can stop me. But when we start to learn what God is trying to teach us, then we can understand how grace is. And grace starts to make you feel a whole lot better. And grace starts to make you think a little bit different. Grace makes you look at yourself and I thank God for the grace that you done given me because you sure should have took me out. You sure should have made me cry. You sure should have laid me down. You sure should have made me do what I didn't want to do. You are God and I know you got enough power to do whatever you want to do but your love is not based on your feelings, Lord. It's based on your spirit. So when we look at God, and we look at the gospel, and we look at the law, you got to learn something. The law is in the gospel. It didn't go nowhere. It's wrapped up in everything Jesus done said. Love one another as I have loved you. And then, when you give yourself unto the Spirit, you will obey what God wants you to do. I tell people all the time, if you're sick and tired of going through stuff, then maybe you need to look at what you're going through and learn what God needs for you to go through something else. I don't like to repeat a whole bunch of stuff. I don't like to go through this whole a lot of things the same way. God brings his trial. Satan don't come the same way. I don't worry too much about Satan no more. Because what he done brought, I can look and see, oh, I know that ain't God. But when God brings stuff in my life, that's so I can learn. 
a tithing church. A church that is willing to do what God says to do will be exceedingly and abundantly beyond our natural dreams. God is not a God is a God that does the impossible. God is a God that will take a penny and turn it into a hundred dollars. God is a God that when the woman threw two pennies in, God said she done gave all that she could give. And I'm going to bless her where she don't even have to worry no more. God is a God that says, I don't need your money, but I have built a church that needs your money. And the reason why the church needs your money is the church is still here on earth. When I come back and rapture the church, the church don't need no money. But right here on earth, Abraham needed money. Isaac needed money. Jacob needed money. Moses needed money. Joshua needed money. The prophets needed money. The saints needed money. Paul needed money. Peter needed money. John needed money. Every time I look around, the Bible says they all needed money. He said, I asked my saint to come do what I'm supposed to do because the money is mine. See, most of us got it in reverse. 
You gotta earn my trust. You don't have to earn my trust. I'm gonna extend trust first. That way you can't say that you did not get no trust. And see, when you earn that God is gonna protect you, then you don't have to hoard all this stuff in you. Then you can say what the Bible says, show yourself friendly because you are friendly. But when you let the words and you let the stuff that people do to you put you in your cocoon or make you look like a turtle, then whenever something comes by and you jump right in your chair, you're going to miss the greatest thing about living. The greatest thing about living is learning to trust and love what God has given. Amen. 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 your money one more week. Actually, I ain't even been talking about your money. I've been talking about your money, but you didn't know I was talking about your money. Because <laughs> the way to get to your money is get to your heart. Right. But if we learn to do what God tells us to do, and understand that you are now spirit-led, 